Welcome to the Higher Hacker Podcast. Today we are going to take and really drill down on the direct interest flywheel. Um, if you haven't listened to the session where I, I really explain what direct interest is and what the flywheel is around it and, and how to make it run, please go and, and listen to that one first. But this is kind of a working session on direct interest where I'm going to take each of the different areas, I'm going to tear them down and explain what you can do to make them work for your organization. Think about this session as, as more of the advanced training where we really go deep down into the direct interest flywheel. So I hope you're ready, buckle up, because we're about ready to get into the advanced parts of this. Today, we have what I call the tear down planning session. What I'm going to do is I'm going to run through each of the direct interest sources and help you make a roadmap for what you need to do to set that source up, to get it running, put get the initial inertia or momentum going to reach the point of inertia for that type of source, right? What you'll walk away with is an understanding of that source, of the roadmap of what you need to do to set up the flywheel for it, um, what kind of activities you need to do to build up initial momentum to get it going, and then what questions you need to ask to identify what kind of fuel you can add to it, what kind of friction you can reduce from it, and what types of changes you need to make to ensure that it stays spinning into the future even if the world changes around you. But before we jump in, let's remember why this matters. Again, we have to focus and expand our sourcing beyond just job boards. When we do that, we end up focusing on what I call high power sources. That is the sources that will bring people to us that we're most likely to hire, that will bring us the highest quality people with the least amount of effort on our part, in ways that we can spin and create flywheels that will spin faster and faster and kind of feed themselves into the future. One of the most powerful source categories is that of what I call direct interest. This is people who know, like, and trust our brand, our products, our services already. They know, like, and have experience with our culture and our values and they want to be a part of it regardless of what job they do. These are basically people who are fans of our company, right? And, and these people become very high-powered hires because they start ahead of the curve, ahead of those people who just come to us from job boards because they already have kind of drank our corporate Kool-Aid. Now we just need to teach them how to do the job and get out of their way. And so because of that, they make awesome employees because they already have and know the context or the story of our company, brand, products, etc. Most likely they either have worked with us as partners in some way or have been a customer of ours previously. Now, when it comes to direct interest, remember the flywheel. The flywheel is boiled down for the direct interest flywheel into Five main areas. Number one, who are we targeting? Number two, how do we get their attention? Number three, how do we make it engaging and exciting 
Number four, what is our call to action? And number five, how do we convert them into the hiring process? So we're going to take each of the different types of, of people um, in the direct interest area, each of the different types of sources, and we break this down into two core types. The first one is active job seekers. This is people who know about us and have already made the decision that they want to see what opportunities are available in working for us. We break this out into two main types of sources. The first one is web traffic, right? This is people who come to our website who have already decided, oh my gosh, I love that company. I wonder if they're hiring, right? That is kind of the core uh, question that an active job seeker who loves our company has in mind. They come to our website and at that point we have to say, okay, who are we targeting, right? We're targeting people who land on our corporate website but already in their mind are looking for what jobs we have available. So we have to ask ourselves, how do we get their attention? Well, the easiest way to get their attention is to go and, and you, you should walk through this flywheel and this process for yourself. Go to your website, put on your, I am somebody who's a fan of the company and I'm actively trying to figure out what jobs are available hat and then walk the process. So how do we get their attention? Well, right up front in the top menu, there should be a button that says careers or jobs or we're hiring, right? It has to be up there in the top menu. Now understand that people who land on our website who've already made the decision they're interested in working for us, if they don't see it in the header, we'll scroll down to the footer. And so the secondary call to action or the secondary kind of point of attention would be that on the footer, we have a button that says careers or jobs or we're hiring, right? Those two, the header menu and the footer menu are the core areas for getting active job seekers pointed and sent to the right page to our careers page, right? Now, number three, when one of those job seekers comes and lands on our career page, we need a page there that introduces our company, why we're a great place to work. This kind of goes back to the company uh, portion of our writing a great job ad um, approach, right? Our content approach. Go back to that piece and look at the way that we laid out the company portion. Why are we a great place to work as a company? What is it about our culture and values that make our employees love working with us? What would an employee tell somebody at a, a family barbecue, at a, you know, at a social function? What would they say is their reason for why they love working for our company? What is it about our management team, our approach, the way that we, do we treat our employees, the way our employees treat each other? What is it about working for our company that makes it rewarding, right? That is the content that needs to be there on that careers page before you tell them what jobs are available. Now the call to action, once, they, once they've read about, watched a video, read about what makes us a great place to work and you've got them excited, is to show them the jobs that you have available. So the call to action is here's the jobs that we currently have available and send them to those job ads that hopefully are crazy engaging for people who say, ooh, sales, I like sales when they read about what it's like to do the sales job at our company, that they'll see that as an upgrade and the conversion is our online application. Now our online application, if you want to make it work and to convert as many people as possible, 
needs to be focused on reducing the friction of what I call the initial expression of interest. This is that online application on our website needs to be a way for somebody to raise their hand and say, hey, I think I might be interested in this job to classify them and make sure that they, you can properly disqualify those who aren't great and rank the best ones to the top with while having the minimal amount of effort required on their part. This means an application that is less than five minutes, that is focused purely on not an employment application, but an initial expression of interest. Job questions, somewhere around 10, maybe 15, multiple choice and fill in the blank, uploading of the resume, the, the race, gender, vets disabled that's required if you're a bigger company and how they heard about the job. That's it. We are not asking for references. We are not asking for a detailed 10-year work history or their entire educational background. We are not asking for them to drill down and give us all the information we need to hire them. We're asking for just the minimal information, the minimum effective dose of information that we will need to figure out whether they meet our basic qualifications, rank them and put the top people at the top of the list, and give us enough information to decide if we want to interview them. That is the goal of the initial expression of interest. And so if you get that flywheel nailed where we say, when somebody comes to our website, who is interested in potentially working for our company, that we can get their attention, send them to a page where we get them excited about why we're a great place to work as an employer, and then drill them or segment them into the different job roles at our company, where that page they land on makes them excited about that individual job and helps them connect to it. And then finally, we convert them to an expression of interest that has the least amount of friction possible, provides for the minimum effective dosage of requesting of information without going overboard in a way that slows the funnel down or drives them away. The last part of how do you connect that would be if your thank you page either drove the next event or drove them to share this job with their friends and family. Because here's the cool thing about this direct interest people, people who already have a connection to our company, who, who love and are excited about the opportunity of working for us, who go through our career site to apply, not through the job boards to apply, those people can even be turned into referral sources of potential new applicants. They don't actually have to be an employee yet to start referring to us, but that only works if the experience around that flywheel, the experience of, of learning about what makes our company great as an employer, because they might only know what makes us great as a, a provider or as a product company, right? That experience of, of learning about an individual job and especially that experience of applying in a way that showed them respect, that showed respect for their time, that was a minimum effective dose. If that entire experience was great, you can use the thank you page and your thank you message to drive more applicants into your funnel, into the flywheel, by asking them if they know anybody and, and suggesting that they share the jobs out there with the world. So just keep that in mind. There is a potential that you can ask applicants for referrals. And, and that isn't just on the application page. That includes as you're going through the entire hiring process. It does take 
some nuance to get that flywheel spinning and feeding itself because clearly this person's interested in working for you and you have to make sure that you have an abundant mentality and they have an abundant mentality that them referring another friend to one of the other jobs you have available doesn't reduce their chances of getting hired. But that is kind of the active seeker piece, right? You, you add into it not just web traffic but also previous applicants once again of, of taking people who've expressed interest previously at your company, maybe it's within just the recent, say less than 90 days, and either moving them to a different job where, where you're saying, well, you applied for job one, but you might be a fit for job two, or getting those applicants to refer their friends. As long as the process of applying and being considered for a job at your company was a positive experience, there's potential that even those people who are not a good fit might become a better a fit for a different job, or those who weren't a good fit could refer their friends to you. So that is kind of the active seekers portion. Now we jump to the passive seeker portion. And there's basically four core areas or five core types of passive seekers that we have to build the funnel or the flywheel for, right? The first one is web traffic. Now, the difference between the web traffic of people who've already decided they want to look for a job versus web traffic where we're talking about our customers and prospects who are there is that we're going to have to ask ourselves this one core question. How do we get somebody who's on our website for, for customer reasons to make the jump or, or to think about potentially switching their mindset from buying mode to job seeker mode? And, and the way we do this is a little bit more uh, a, a little bit more tricky, right? Uh, clearly, the things we did in the previous version where we talked about the header and the footer menu uh, it is a good start that might trigger their attention. But what we have to think about is step one, who are we targeting, right? The people we're targeting in this instance is customers who haven't quite made the connection that along with being a great place to buy something, we could be a great place to work. Now, how do we get their attention? Well, we have to get a little bit more deeper with the marketing team. We ask ourselves, where do customers hang out on our site? It might be on the product page or it might be on our blog, especially those who are on our blog or our news area. It's possible the way we get their attention is kind of like the virtual version of a help wanted sign. It's a little more than just throwing a careers button in the header and the footer of the menus. It might be that we have to actually create a help wanted sign that we throw as an ad in the product or content, the different content pages on our site, especially our blog. So you'd have to work with the marketing team to craft some type of a help wanted graphic that will disrupt the reader's flow and say, ooh, these, this company, I love the stuff I'm reading about, whether it's I love the product I'm reading about or whether it's I love the content I'm reading about on the blog, but seeing the help wanted ad triggered my attention to click to learn more about what they have to offer as an employer. Now, this is the nuance here, is the idea that we don't want to get in the way of marketing, driving customers into their funnel or into whatever it is they're doing, but that some of those customers might be triggered to go look at our careers. And at the end of the day, our careers page can actually feed people to become customers. 
This right here, this, this web traffic of passive seekers is where HR or the recruiter can work with marketing in a way that is constructive for both and pays off both. And this really is a more advanced way to look at our web traffic. And the same thing will hold true of Facebook. The idea that our sales process, our, our demand generation, marketing and sales activity can not only be feeding new customers into our company, but can also be used as a way to feed new recruits to our company. And the payback is that vice versa can happen. The idea that recruiting, our recruiting engine can also drive customers to our company. This is has to be a true win-win partnership between marketing and the recruiting side of the team to be able to ensure that you're working together so that it's not viewed as a leeching relationship on the other side, but it's viewed as a truly positive, constructive, two-sided win-win relationship and dynamic. So that really is when it comes to web traffic and also as we jump into say Facebook or social, that you have to be thinking of both how can I get marketing to help me turn prospects and customers that are on our website or that are on our Facebook and social followings um, into potential recruits. The way you do this is you get marketing involved so that they see, hey, who are we targeting? How do we get their attention? How can we make this engaging or exciting? Now at that point, when you've switched somebody from reading our blog into our careers page, at that point, our normal careers page with our job listings, with the good job ads and, and the minimum effective dose of apply process, it'll run on its own. But what you will have to do with the web traffic and the social one is ask yourself, how do I pay marketing back for their help and efforts? And the way you pay back the demand side of the company is you ask yourself, how can our recruiting process generate customers for the company? That, that is the portion that you have to finish the loop on in order to get marketing and recruiting, marketing and HR, to work together as partners who now understand that they both can scratch each other's back. So when it comes to that flywheel for web traffic, when it comes to the flywheel for Facebook or social following, same exact thing. When it comes to the prospect or customer communication, whether it's newsletters, bills, receipts, blogs, you know, email signatures, any of those things, um, and then finally walk-in customers. What we're really talking about here is, is HR's ability or recruiter, whoever you are, your ability to identify the fact that customers and prospects of our company could be amazing potential job seekers as long as we can find a way to disrupt their flow in the buying process without stopping them from buying and potentially opening up the concept in their head that along with a great place to buy something, we might also be a great place to work. Now, vice versa, in order for this to be a virtuous partnership, HR has to ask those same questions with the marketing team. How can job seekers be turned in potential customers or feed the demand side of the equation? And so that really is what we're talking about here with our passive seekers, whether they're coming from web traffic, whether they're coming from our social following, where we're saying, hey, marketing, what could we do to post our job openings into the stream of content that you're posting to the people who follow us on Facebook, Instagram, wherever? 
Or how can we inject that, hey, we're hiring in the signature line of our sales team as they're, and our support team as they're going about doing their normal stuff? Or how can we inject a, hey, BTW, we're hiring into our client or customer newsletters or onto our receipts that are printed when somebody gets done buying? Or how can we create a card of some type that gets stapled onto the bag at checkout? Or any of those things, right? Any of those ways, what, what we're really talking about here when it comes to passive customer job seekers is setting up a time to sit down with marketing to say, there's some good news here, marketing. You guys are targeting a target audience of people potentially, say, in the local market who are interested in buying our product, who, who blah, 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 blah. And you have a flywheel that you're running to turn those interested people from audience to interested, to engaged in the buying cycle, to actually buying. But those same people we're over here targeting from a job standpoint. And so what, what this really comes together is when you take the time to sit down with your marketing team and to find alignment, to, to get to the aha moment where both the HR team and the marketing team realizes that, number one, you guys are targeting the same demographic. Number two, you're going to market with different messages, but to the similar people. And that number three, if you work together, we will find a constructive way that we as partners can feed each other's flywheels or funnels with valuable people. That this is not, that we are not acting separately. Here's where the big aha moment is for HR and marketing is that there's data studies that we can link that we can link to below that talk about how a bad experience in the recruiting flywheel actually will drive somebody to stop purchasing from your company and that a good experience in the recruiting flywheel can actually increase the chances of them buying from your company that right there is the biggest uh, piece of market and and data studying that has been done that shows that recruiting and marketing are not actually completely separate uh, arm's length, you know, operating in their own vacuum. But in actuality, the recruiting flywheel and the marketing flywheel are interconnected with each other. And they, number one, uh, the positive can feed each other. And number two, at the very least, need to make sure they don't harm each other. And so that really is the goal here when it comes to drilling into direct interest is to partner up on the passive side with your marketing team and to ask each of you, ask yourself, what can marketing and sales do to not just close more deals and, and generate more customers, but to also turn some of those people into potential recruits to be hired at our company? And where HR or the recruiters can say, what can we do to not just uh, bring people who are interested into getting a job and hire them, but also to take the, the people, that opportunity to turn those applicants into customers or potential customers and feed them over to the marketing and sales team. And that really is what we're looking for here. And at its best, again, the low hanging fruit was the active job seekers. Get your header and footer um, career links nailed down, get a really solid landing page 
that really pitches what makes our company unique and why do people like working for us and drives people to then go look at the different jobs that are available. But at its, at its most amplified, we find the greatest flywheel success when recruiting and marketing work together to feed off of each other and to help each other's flywheels work together. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the 90 Days of Sourcing uh, podcast, mini-series, whatever you want to call it. Super excited for you to be along this ride and along this journey with us. Um, as you are, are listening to this, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast um, and, and watch for new episodes coming out in your email or from the podcast system or, or however you consume our content. Um, I would love, love, love to hear any questions, comments, concerns, feedback you have about today's podcast or any episode, to be honest, of any piece of content, whatever it is, or even to hear your specific challenges and pains you're struggling with sourcing. So if you want to give me some feedback, shoot me an email to Ryan Kohler at applicantpro.com. That's Ryan, R-Y-A-N, Kohler, like the faucet, K-O-H-L-E-R, at applicantpro.com. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time, good luck hiring. Yeah.